Hey there, Stars fans. Welcome back to another episode. Have a guest on the show, my good buddy Adam. You've been on Hyperspace before. I think we've done, uh, we did like a, a Star Wars video game episode. Uh, oh, maybe oh, it's been, it's been a bit, certainly. But um, you and I are always texting about Star Wars and what we're going on and certainly collectibles. You know, we're always, we're always, every time you text me about those black figures, you know, the black series, figures, <laughs> I'm about to bust out, I'm about to bust out my wallet, uh, and get myself into some trouble. But Adam, how are we doing today, man? Hey, Matt, I, I'm good, man. And I, I'm stoked to you. You asked me to come on and, and, you know, talk, talk some Andor, you know, and, um, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just so hyped to, to talk about this show, dude. So, so yeah. thanks for having me, for having me on. Absolutely, man. You know, let me just say that uh, I feel the sort of uh, Andor to me is sort of the same way I feel about Rogue One, where, you know, as soon as we started being told about Andor and, um, you know, what just as soon as it was announced, I was just kind of like, OK, like, I don't know, I guess I just wasn't super excited about it. Kind of the same way I felt about Rogue One. And I think it just had to do with some of the other things going on. You know, when Rogue One was coming out, it was coming out during the sequels. And we had just, you know, we'd finished Force Awakens. And so everyone's still hyped on the sequels thinking, my God, do we know what's this going to be? And so then Rogue One came out and it blew, you know, blew us all away. So sort of same thing about Andor is when it was announced, you know, we're all hyped for Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi and uh, Mandalorian. And so Andor just kind of felt like in the middle. But then, my God, I watched the show and it's absolutely amazing. So, like, what were your thoughts going into Andor, Adam? Well, so, so it's funny because, like, for me, I'm I'm such a sucker for for prequels. Like, that's my thing. A well-made prequel is and I, I definitely blame without getting into it i blame resident evil for for mm -hmm. that for my love for a good prequel um you and i have talked uh, plenty about uh that series but uh, right. um so when they announced rogue one going back into rogue one really quick i was kind of and they you know and they said what the premise was i was kind of just like oh my god but like going into it, like I kind of, you know, without giving too much away for if there's anyone out here that hasn't played like Halo Reach, I was kind of like my expectations of Rogue One were like, well, none of these people are in episode four. So I know right. how this movie's going to end, basically. So but either way, I was I was very, very excited seeing how because like like here's the thing, because going back to. I forget which game it was. It might have been. I, I can't remember if it was a Dark Forces game or a different game, but it's like the original getting the Death Star plans kind of just has like someone walking in and just taking them. And when I was younger, I was like, no, that's not how it happens. That's not cool. I thought to myself. So like, in, in my head now, I'm like, all right, well, we're getting a movie now. So this is like, I didn't even know what to think. I couldn't come to like any conclusions. I just, the only thing I knew is that like, all right, well, it's not going to be a happy ending, but it, it, I knew it was just going to be like this extreme journey, but I didn't expect it once I finally saw the movie, you know, 
Rogue One was the closest to a war movie we got with Star Wars, in my opinion. Probably next to like, you know, Return of the Jedi or something like right. that, basically. Um, but either way, I was excited. I was stoked. And it's my favorite Star Wars movie after Empire Strikes Back. Um, I love the characters. Um, I love Donnie Yen in that movie. Um, but anyway, so when they announced Andor, I was even more so just like, oh, my God, yes. I knew the show was going to be able to capture the uh, the grittiness, the the seriousness. And we were just going to take a, a deeper dive uh, into this because we're still somewhat – what the Alliance was going to be, what the Rebel Alliance was going to be in Andor. I'm like, I know it's not going to be what it is in Andor, so this is going to be interesting to see them still, you know – Rebelling against the Empire, but I'm like, but there's still like splinter factions and every, everyone's kind of like doing their own thing against the Empire. So I was I I was just more so ready to be like, all right, how does Cassian fall into everything? Who else is at play here? Are we going to see Sol Guerrera? Stuff like that. And I, we, 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 in my opinion, we got that and, and more. You know, I, I think with this show, we got a lot that, um, you know, I, I feel like that we're not worthy of, like, just take, just put me in Wayne's world right now, down on my knees. <laughs> like, but, uh, you know, I, um, I, I love it. And it's my favorite Star Wars show at the moment. So even above, wow. Even above Mandalorian. Yeah. You know, like, I'll just get this out of the way. My ranking now, you know, no one, you know. <laughs> no one well you can't at me at the moment because i'm taking a sabbatical from uh social media <laughs> it's okay hey, it's, it's okay you can have right, it in, yeah. whatever any no, order you no want one get everyone... on me for this, but it's like yeah andor obi-wan uh mandalorian and then um and then boba fett boba fett and it's not me saying you know, Boba Fett and Mando, like they're they're kind of at the tail end of. That's not me saying I don't like those shows. Like I love those shows. Mm-hmm. It's just Obi Wan was so good, and I kind of just put Boba Fett at the end there because, well, like right. most people that loved Mando, I kind of just saw it as another season of uh, yeah. Mandalorian. Basically, that's all. That that's the only reason I kind of put it there in that spot. But yeah, no. Um, I, I I'm fascinated by the Galactic Civil War. It's my favorite Star Wars era, and I, I think that's just another reason why Andor is kind of just holding that uh, top spot right there for me. So yeah, yeah. I mean, the 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 nice thing about it, and so my ranking is I have Ma- I go Mandalorian, Andor, um, Boba Fett, Kenobi uh, is the is 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 my ranking for. It. But I mean, genuinely, each story sort of has its own it, they all go in their own direction with i guess boba fett's a lot closer to mandalorian because you know the back half of it is 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 mandal is mandalorian essentially um but uh, i mean that's the nice thing is they all go and andor by far goes way out of like left field compared to other star wars things which is one of the reasons i absolutely loved this show I've been kind of describing it as this is what would happen if HBO was given the Star Wars license. I like if, I like that. Yeah, I could agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I mean this 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 doesn't this doesn't even feel like 
Andor feels the most different, not only from the Star Wars shows, but like all of live action Disney Plus. I mean, you include like the Marvel shows and everything. I mean, this feels unique. It's definitely a little bit darker, a little bit grittier. There's some swear words, you know, I mean that, ooh, we don't really, you know, get that in Star Wars. But man, it's just so intriguing. And you can tell they also didn't use like the volume to film it, which they, you know, I've looked at some of the production stuff and they've said that where, uh, and, and it just shows in the sets and everything. It just, just, the look and feel of this show is, even though it's Star Wars, it just feels totally different than the rest of, than the rest of the shows. And I went into this again, feeling like, Hey, with same thing with rogue one where it's like okay like i'm it's gonna be cool but it's just it's not like i mean if you told me it's like before this i can watch season three of mandalorian or i can watch cassie and the andor show well there's no way i'm gonna pick andor over season three of mandalorian but now i'm like well man i don't know if i could get andor season two right now or i can go watch mandalorian season three i don't know okay <laughs> that's a tough I call I, agree. I don't know now which is great that's the best that's the sort of best thing about it is like, oh, man, I don't know. Um, and so that I also found it, you know, most interesting that we're getting, you know, Book of Boba Fett technically started last year, but it's really this this year's kind of a show. It's like you you told me that in a calendar year, it's like we're you're going to get a Boba Fett backstory or a Boba Fett story a canoe like obi-wan kenobi story and then a story on cassie nandor and for me the andor would be the best one there's no way i would have believed you and it's like to me it's leagues above those other two yeah no i i agree and you know i know in the beginning i said like oh my god i was all over this i was ready and you know i i had confidence as you can tell that it was gonna be good i but then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, this is like a gajillion times better than I even expected. Like at, for, for me personally, and I've texted you this, like every mm -hmm. episode is just, it's better and better. And you want more. And it's funny too, because I was talking with a colleague of mine and he said, he was like, so, you know, I like Star Wars, but I'm not crazy about it. But I started watching Andor. And, oh my god, I just can't stop, he said. And I'm just like, yes, I'm like, that's that's it, man. <laughs> you know, it's got that it's got that hold over you because there's so much going on in it. There's so much turmoil in this show. It's just like it it just leaves you asking more questions and wanting you just want more. And I'm sitting mm -hmm. here right now and I'm just so bummed that the first season's over because it's like, I want more. <laughs> I know. It's gosh, it's it's so good. I mean, um, you know, really, it's like this show for me is like it's like a it's like a nine out of ten. And I really I only have I think I only have one criticism. And for this to be my like, I, you know, I try to overanalyze stuff. Right. Because that's how I really feel like you have to, to in order to compare things. You know, I have, you have to like really analyze and pick them apart to do some sort of ranking. And honestly, my my single only sort of like complaint about Andor is that I feel like there's a couple spots in the first like six episodes where it just feels a little slow. Um, but like the back half is like all is just a freaking race. I mean, you're, you just race through the back the back half of of it. And 
I think, you know, because we got those first three episodes, like day one, it sort of felt like, okay. And then it's kind of like, okay, you get to like four and five and then like the eye happens. And then it's like, okay, now it's sort of another lull until he gets, he's in the prison and it's like, what's going on here. Um, so there's a couple spots where it's just a little slow, but it's like, that's it. That's the only complaint I have of this thing. Everything else about it is so freaking good. I mean, it is. There's not a single lightsaber in this show and it just the drama and acting and story is ju just carries itself. It doesn't even need that other stuff. It doesn't need like Sith and lightsabers and all this other stuff. It's just a good sort of spy slash prison break kind of a show. You know, it's it's funny because I, you know, I, I, I'm just I'm so I'm, you know, and, and you're, you know, it, it doesn't need any of that. It's good on its own merit with with what it's doing. And I feel like the show. I don't know how many seasons they said or intended on on doing it's, for this show. So, um, yeah. So it's so it's two it's two seasons and they've kind of described it as. Because the season one finale definitely felt like sort of a mid-season finale, which is fine. Because that they said like going into the like the going into this like it's going to be two seasons and we're telling one story. So they actually even kind of said like think of the season one finale as a mid-season. So they're like it's going to be we got twelve episodes, so it's twenty-four episodes total. Like that was when they when they like when the show was getting ready to come out, they said this is it. So even with that sort of frame in mind, it's like man, season two is going to be like a sprint. <laughs> Yeah, it makes you wonder because there's so much going on. Um, but you know, before I before I forget to mention it though, it's you know, it's funny though because it's like the show doesn't, you know, the show definitely doesn't need Jedi. Although it would be a it would be a nice bonus. You won't get any argument from me. But it's funny though because, and we'll probably talk about this when we delve into more of a certain character. But it's mm -hmm. like, you know. We do see a lightsaber hilt at one point, but yes, we do. That's and there's and there's, you know it, 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 it raises a, a lot of questions. It raises a lot of eyebrows. Um, but uh, you know, going into season two of this, um, you know, you have you have the stuff going on with with Cassian, uh, you know, as he's taking his steps to get into uh the rebel alliance so to speak you, you know you have the stuff with isb uh, you have the stuff with um this sort of uh i don't know how to really describe it i guess i could it's probably a stretch but you have this financial political mm -hmm. espionage thing going on with mon mothma you know and it's like well if there is only going to be two seasons now really gonna have to make this come to a head in a, in a really good comprehensive way if we're only gonna get uh, 12 more episodes in season two so i, I mean I'm, I'm sure they're gonna deliver it i i, I oh, have total definitely. faith but it's 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 just like i'm kind of just sitting here thinking to myself oh my god like we we kind of know what the end game is gonna be here but at the same right. time it's kind of it's just more so but how do we get there you know, yeah. and what's going to happen to um, certain characters, basically. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, certainly. So some of the characters is like, OK, so we know. OK, so we know Cassian is going to make it right. 
we know we know this. We know Mon Mothma doesn't doesn't die. We don't know about Luthen, and I, I definitely want to, and we'll get to it here in a bit because I want to do like sort of a, a dive into who we really think Luthen is. Um, but you know, uh, there's the other guy in the prison with Cassian that breaks out. That's in Rogue One. He's like that's part right, of that. right, right, right. I forget yeah. the character's name, but I do too. I'm, I always forget it. I look it yeah. up. But he's in he's in Rogue One, so we know. Yeah, he and makes. he's he goes to the battle on Scarif with them. Yeah. Yeah, um, obviously, we don't know if Kino is alive or not, but that was like the second that for me, that might be the, the single saddest moment in all of Star Wars that and when like uh, Mando has to give uh, Grogu to Luke that those yeah, were like, pretty, I agree. That, sure. And like when the little when the little Ewok dies, those are all like pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, a lot of the cast, I don't know that they're gonna make it uh which it's is interesting yeah. yeah and i've really been wondering about luthan and we obviously know saw Guerrero will make it through this but he won't make it through obviously through rogue one but um yeah i, I guess before before i want to dive into that i just want to hit on hit on two things um yeah. that i haven't talked about on some of my other reviews of this show one of the things i love about this show is that it is showing you that it is not black and white yes yes which has sort of been the thing for a very long time in star wars you know one of the things rogue one did very well is it sort of showed you like yeah the empire actually aren't just like oh the empire is evil as like a blatant statement like you actually get to see a little bit of it here we not only get shades of you know even more shades of the empire being like oh no they're like really evil we get shades of the rebellion and that is the most important thing to take for me to take away from this show because now that we get to see that oh the rebels actually aren't as clean as we think they are it makes certain characters sacrifices and certain character moments that much more powerful like mon mothma has always just been sort of this like figurehead leader we don't really know anything about but now we have to see that hey she might have to sell her daughter off to secure funding to keep this thing going her life is a wreck her husband hates her her daughter hates her she's caught no she's being laughed out of the senate and she's like putting on this brave face every day to go fight the empire uh and you know what does it take in order to sort of win so it really adds so much dynamics and depth to her character it's like it's so great and they do that with like a lot of these characters it's even saw Guerrera gets a little more depth added to him so now that we're finally getting this sort of gray the grayness the shades of gray of the rebellion it honestly makes all of star wars better I agree. Um, that was one of the big um, that was one of the big selling points for me on on this show because we obviously see it uh, in Rogue One. Um, it's funny because I don't know where this kind of stands um, in in the canon, but e even to a degree, maybe not towards the end, but a little bit in the beginning. It's kind of interesting because you're 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 playing on the Empire side, but you know, I I got I felt bits of that with um, uh, Force Unleashed. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I I felt like I got bits of that a, a little bit in the beginning of the game. Um, but you know, you see it a lot in Rogue One, and you definitely see it a lot in this. And again, with with Mon with Mon Mothma especially. Um, the the other thing that gets me too is she's kind of like in this very 
for her, it's this distressful situation. You know, you got stuff with her daughter and 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 everything, and you got stuff with the Senate. Um, but meanwhile, yeah, she's trying to find ways to secure funds. But you know, it's funny because like I'm not sure how their conversation originally went with her and Luthen. But once the heist happens and word starts pouring out about how bad things got during it, that for her, that's like the real thing. Like, what what the hell did I get myself into here? You know? And she's kind she's talking to Luther and she's like freaking out, basically. She's like on the verge of a breakdown. Like, you told me we we're gonna change things, but I didn't know like she had no idea what she was getting herself into, basically. And you know, we're we're starting to finally you know, we're, we're really getting to see her uh, cope with that. And it's just so interesting from, you know, the first time we see Mon Mothma is in Return of the Jedi, basically. Right. And she's there as this ever so confident woman at this point. And I'm sitting I'm sitting here thinking to myself, yeah, but what's going to happen to your husband? What's going to happen mm-hmm. to your daughter? Are any of them still in the picture by that point, even by Return of the Jedi? So it's like. That's one of my big things where it's like, I, I got to know. I just got to know what's going. I, 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 I talked to a couple of people about this and they're like, oh, I'm not too into the Mon Mothma thing. And I'm like, really? I'm like, oh, I'm, man, I am, it's, so good. It's, it's such, it, it, it adds, it adds a real um, drama aspect to, to this whole franchise, in my opinion. And um, the other thing I like about the, um, the, the whole black and, and white thing is, uh, you, you know, you're, you're hearing, you're hearing people in the show start to talk about, you know, their resentment to the empire. Oh, it's not what we thought. And it's something we only got little, like kind of like grasping at straws in, in a way. Like it's only things we got in like bits and pieces, and I mean very seriously, small bits and pieces here. Like yeah, and I wish they kept the scene in Episode Four, but this the deleted scene with Biggs when he's telling Luke like it's it's, it's listen, it's not what I thought it was. We're going to this checkpoint, and once we get there, like I'm I'm running, you know, and and and, and it, but like that's it though. Like that's all that is said. And the, you know they also explore it in a different kind of context with Battlefront Two with Iden Versio, even though this is much later at this point in the Empire's life. Iden's beginning to realize Empire is not what I thought it was either, and stuff like that. And and here we're expo- finally exploring it on a grander scale. So that's that's another thing that that's just something I've been waiting for for a long... Again, I said, I have this fascination with the Galactic Civil War. I've mm-hmm. always wanted to see, well, when does the tide finally change? You know, right. wh- when when do the people actually start questioning? When do the people actually start fighting? You know, and, and we're finally we're finally getting there. We're, we're rolling right yeah, up I, to it. I mean, one of the, you know, one of the things that was so it's almost kind of underscored i some of like what happens with luthan in which is so good him and and his his conversations with saw guerrera almost get undercut a little bit because it they take place during the same episodes as kino so like one way out speech which is just so amazing that it just like sort of overshadows like the rest of those episodes 
Um, but when he he Luthen is pushing for this idea, he's like, no, what we need is we need martyrs. Essentially, we need the empire coming down hard because that's what breeds rebellion. Yeah. Right. Oppression breeds rebellion. And when he's having this conversation with Sagarera about, um, hey, this airstrike's going to go down. I don't think you should go because, you know, I, it's not worth it's not worth me losing you uh it's you know worth losing krieger right yeah this, krieger exactly and it's just like wow like it's crazy to sort of get that because it's always just been like it's you know star wars has always just been like you know luke skywalker blows up the death star and then luke does this and then luke does that and that's sort of it but that, you know that's not the whole picture i mean you know and so so um but not that it's under doesn't under cut anything luke did in fact i actually did a i did a youtube video a while ago that did really well and a lot of people were sort of agreeing with me um and, but about uh one of the scenes i really loved but I'll, i want to come back to that in a second but you know it just sort of shows like all these people making sacrifices you know luthan has that great speech where he's talking about you know i've sacrificed everything oh so yeah so so with, yeah. with that speech when he's talking with the isb agent that's feeding him information and they're on that bridge and I, I'm sitting with my brother, and we're watching this. And the guy goes, he's like, um, what are you sacrificing? And before Luther could even start his speech, <laughs> I sat there, and I looked at my brother, and I go, um, everything? But Luther right. starts going into, like, great detail as he does. And I'm like, so I was right. I'm like, everything. Right. <laughs> was, right. Yeah. It's almost, know, it's right. It's straight out. It's almost like, you know, straight out of Spider-Man. Right. When uh, William, yeah. William Defoe's Norman Osborn's, you know what I've sacrificed? You know, yeah, like. <laughs> it's, it's, it's um, that, that was like, for me, that's when I finally sat down and said, man, Stellan Skarsgård has just stolen the he's show. So good. Like, oh, so good. He's so like, good. For me, like, I always said, like, Ian McDermott was like the rock star of the Star Wars universe. But I'm like, man, he might he might go right. right up there after him, in my opinion. And I wanted to touch really quick on the whole you you know, you talked about Saul and the whole Krieger thing, you know, and the martyr issue. And you know, we always knew that Saul had his way about him, you know. Saul Guerrero is just this crazy extreme guy. And you know, Luthen's explaining to him, yeah, you know what? This this guy's just going to have to take the fall. And this is what it's going to take for us to get to where we need to be. But the, the moment that comes after that is Saul being Saul, trying to rationalize this in some, in any way, in some psychotic way, because that's just what Saul does. It's just like, it's it's for the greater good, and I like how just Saul. I'm not Saul. I mean, I love how just Luthen's just past the bullcrap at this point, and kind of just looks at him. He's like, "You call whatever you want, but we're we're, we're killing this guy. Like, like, just, yeah. Just give give me a break, dude. He's just so over it at this point. Like, he know he knows what he has to do, but he's not sugarcoating it. He's not making excuses for himself or anything. He's just like." I'm sending this guy down down the river to take the fall and 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 that's that. You know, there's nothing nothing more 
nothing less. And he's certainly not giving himself any pats on the back for it or anything like that. So that, that, that was a very good scene for, for what yeah. a little scene it was. It, it was, it was really, really good. So what, I mean, what are we thinking about, about Luthen? So what, I mean, what do you, yeah. What, what do you, do you think, is he, a, was he a Jedi? I mean, that's a big belief. I, I I, I could understand why it would be a big relief. I mean, I mean a big belief because of the lightsaber hilt and and yeah, or a kyber Cat, crystal. Cassian has the crystal that obviously had to be to that lightsaber. Uh, uh, honestly, this is the first time I think I've come across a character where I'm like, I've got nothing. In all on right. all, the, the only thing I can say about Luthen. You know, I I would love to sit here and be like, oh, I think Luthen's this and Luthen's, but I but I'd be lying if I tried to make up any kind of um, theory for myself. You know, and at that point, I feel like I would just be piggybacking off of what everyone else thinks, which which is fine. Like, it's, I think it's fine if people think he's a Jedi or anything like. Like again, we don't know, so I'm not going to dismiss it. I but I'm definitely not going to take any credit for for thinking of, about that as my own thought. All I could say about Luthen is. I really don't know who this guy is, except for the fact. All, all, all I can say is this is a guy that's definitely been around and has seen everything. I mean, obviously he had to be. He was obviously a bit on the younger side when the Clone Wars was happening and the fall of the Republic turning into the Empire. You know, he watched this whole paradigm shift, basically. Um, and and for him to use this, you know, this artifact, um, this this sort of a museum, this um, shop, gallery yeah, this as, relic as a shop, front, yeah. it's like, all right, well, yeah, obviously, just didn't come up with the stuff out of uh, thin air. And let me just mention really, really quick. I just really, really loved the Starkiller armor hiding in the oh. background there. I don't know who else noticed well, that. But... <laughs> this, not only that, but if you go and you look at somebody, he has he has carvings from like the Mortis mural. Yeah. It's like, it's like, dude, that's not even just like Sith Jedi stuff. That's like Sith the Jedi got like the whole deal. And he and he's yeah, like you don't he's just got get these that. artifacts. Yeah, you don't just <laughs> get that. So I so it's like I like like, it, like it's hard for me to say like if I had to like if someone locked me in a room and was just like you're not getting out till you till you tell me what you think of this. If I if I had to take a stab at it that way, I would be like he had to just be someone within the Republic. Maybe like I don't right. know. Maybe like like really like super high clearance or something like i don't i don't know if he was a a jedi or a guard for the uh the temple or or or, or what it's it, it's just who, whoever this guy is he knows people he has clearance to get in and out of places and 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 somehow some way he's got the coin to secure uh, what he needs that that's all I could really say, but I'm always open to sit here and listen to. Okay. What anyone Hol else thinks. You holy. Know? Okay. Hold on a second here. Holy crap. Okay. 
this is okay. This is something I've totally overlooked, but as soon as I like it kind of popped in my mind, um, I started searching and it makes an infinite amount of sense. Okay. So one of the things people have sort of been hinting at, and I guess like I've seen some stuff on Twitter is that like he may have some sort of connection to count Dooku. Uh, Luthan may oh, um, like some people, some people even suggested like his son or something and like age wise, it kind of could work. Um, cause Dooku has been around for a long time and you know, all, all of this stuff, but, uh, wow. I never sort of thought about this whatsoever. So well, have count. you read, have you read, um, the, there's a few books. There's like master and apprentice, which is a book about Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. And then it's sort of a sequel to this, my favorite, honestly, one of my favorite Star Wars books ever. Uh, and I've, I've said it on the podcast a bunch, and I highly encourage anyone to go check out the audio book because it's like a full audio drama is uh, Dooku Lost. Oh, Have man. you, are you familiar no, with either I, of this? Well, I, okay. I, I, I've heard of the first book you mentioned because my brother read that one and okay but i haven't heard yeah. of this other one you're telling okay me yeah so it kind of goes it kind of goes dooku jedi lost um is it, i highly recommend the audiobook because it's like a full production it's only like five hours but it's basically like count dooku's story and it's sort of like he is it's kind of like current and then it just goes like sort of over his life like his early life um and you kind of get to see a lot of the cracks in the jedi that basically anakin and you know that like explode during the prequel series but um he had swimsuit check sunscreen check phone charger check don't forget to pack the five hour energy it fits great in a pocket or carry-on and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything now get 20 percent off when you use code 5he travel at fivehourenergy.com Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. As an apprentice before Qui-Gon uh, and the character's name, and now I'm just like so sold on it's it's this character. Um, the character's name is Rael Alvaros. And he also sort of like leaves the Jedi. This character, Rail Alvaros, sort of leaves the Jedi. And actually, Qui Gon runs into him at one point. And like he's, they're nice to each other. Um, they're 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 sort of they're sort of nice to each other. But his name is Rail. It's like R A E L Alvaros is his last name. Well, Luthen's na last name is Rail, R-A-E-L. And it's not like if this is like some old Legends character that they're trying to tie into. Like that's, it's canon. That's his name. Yeah. So like timeline wise and all sorts of stuff, it, like I'm now convinced it's, it, it has to totally be that character. This is definitely the first time I've, I've heard this, this theory yeah. and this, like, and 
I can honestly say it would make sense too. I mean, especially if you have ties to Count Dooku. I mean, the Count was someone that came with a lot of. I mean, he's Count, so he has some financial right. stability there. You know, I, I, I mean, who? So, so who knows what their. And we have no idea what, and we have no, and we have no idea what happens to him. So um, he actually, so Avaros, this character, he is born. Let me see here. Aver, uh, Rail or Rail Avaros is born around forty BBY. So that means this is just like two years before, and or is like two years before Rogue One, which is the same time as. uh, episode episode four essentially so he'd be he'd be around like 30 39 40 right now so i mean obviously he's you know stellan stars card looks a little bit older perhaps but i think you could sort of make it you know you could, it, it sort of works um essentially but he uh he's with dooku so he'd have a lot of knowledge of a lot of these things Dooku's sort of ideology about the Jedi not being that great uh, and this might be the way to take on the Empire sort of works. He actually then goes on to be a Lord Regent. Um, Or no, 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 sorry. sorry. Yeah, but he he sort of leaves and he ends up like in Master and Apprentice, he helps Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan in like some diplomatic disputes and stuff like that. So like this is definitely a guy who could who could end up, you know, knowing about Sith holocrons and all these other kinds of things. Yeah, I I, I mean, obviously, the, as far as like Sith holocrons and artifacts go, I mean, yeah. There, there also, were definitely uh, very wealthy people in the Star Wars universe that were always interested in that stuff. So I mean, uh, Rail uh, Avaros also does use a blue lightsaber. Ooh, oh, <laughs> 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 I'm kind of, I'm kind of freaking out over this. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's a, that's a good theory. I'm definitely gonna. I'm gonna. I do. I'm telling you. I I I, I, I gotta tell you. Like I said, man, this is why he's such a hard read. You just don't know which way this is gonna gonna go. I I also want to say this isn't too important, but um, the ship always kind of reminded me of uh, uh, the Rogue Shadow in in, mm-hmm. in a way, like from again, like Force Unleashed. I mean, I mean, it's obviously not, but I just always thought that was kind of. But, I mean, his ship's obviously like the freaking Batmobile as well. So, but yeah, his ship was so cool for that one little. And that's something else too that really sort of got me thinking about him because it's just like that's just like he just has stuff that, like I don't know, like even it seems like even how do you define the Empire like that with that kind of power, those gadgets? You know, you know. Again, it's like you got to know people and. You've had to have been around, obviously, to have the know-how to be like, well, if I'm in a jam like this, this is, you know, what I could do. So, yeah, dude, this, in my opinion, there's never been someone to get a harder read on than than Luthen, and um, I think that's just what makes the character so much more fascinating at this point. 
yeah and now i'm just like now i'm just i'm like i'm doing some i'm done some just research here uh on the, on the it's on a rabbit hole it's gonna be a rabbit hole man yeah <laughs> it's man it just oh man it's making it so much more interesting because i've really i've really kind of thought about it and he's honestly kind he is like hit one the more i sort of um look into count dooku the more i really begin to like him it's why it uh you know we got that tales of the jedi a few weeks ago i don't know if you watched that or not i watched the count dooku episodes and for what yeah i was very pleased with them yeah the whole thing was just kind of like hey this is almost just like deleted scenes of clone wars which is sweet i mean it was cool like the ahsoka ones were just kind of like okay cool the dooku ones however i felt like okay this sort of adds some stuff to star wars and we get to see him sort of like talk to qui-gon and then also question mount mace windu a little bit like uh you know and so you get to see exactly why he sort of left the order and he's doing things his own way which now i'm beginning to think of like luthan as rail avaros and it's sort of man really kind of ties in because some people have been showing like connections just talk like the idea some there have been theories about him like even being like duke like dooku's son if he's just this other character because he does sort of have that same ideology of count dooku and now i'm like oh man this could really work and why not right because and it, 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 the, the way the way i see it now is it, it, it kind of piggybacks off something you said earlier and you know you 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 made the note like yeah in episode four luke does this in episode five luke does this in episode six luke does this but it, it's it's not all just that right it, there's right. just it, it's so so much more out there you know and, mm -hmm. and, and 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 this would show it right there so so yeah. why not and it's good and i'm glad they are expanding i will get back to that luke part though because i talked about it. And i did a video i did a video on this a while back and one of the things that i'm just i'm, I'm loving the what they've shown again I, we talked about like the grays you know the, some more of the gray sides of the empire some gray sides of the rebellion i couldn't help but think about like the prison scenes with i mean first of all so glad andy circus got another crack at star wars right because you know obviously it was snoke and to get him just sort of back in star wars again was so i love good. andy circus i've been a big andy circus yeah. guy oh. Uh, since uh, Peter Jackson, King Kong, basically. Yeah, like he's that. you know he's so good, and, and it's it's so like it's it's kind of unfortunate that Peter that Andy Serkis is like most known characters are these CGI characters. I mean, obviously he's fantastic at it, but he's just such a good actor on his own right that you know it's like his you know obviously his most notable character is Gollum, of course, of course, and yeah, it's just yeah. and it's just like man, he's just such a good actor as himself. I mean, um, he was he was Alfred in the Batman. Uh, that came out, you know, early, oh, early. So early. I, I love so good. Yeah, he was so good as Alfred. He like, was, uh, I can't. He was uh, Caesar in the Planet of the Apes um, reboot mm -hmm. as well. And mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a huge Planet of the Apes guy. The original films, and I, and I, you know, I, I with reboots, I'm like, oh, give it a rest, guys. But man, no, the, him in those reboots, I, I was like, oh. Like I don't think it would have been nearly as good if they got someone else to to do that role. So see, he was just he was just brilliant doing that. I mean, um, I think there was like the one thing. Uh, like I think I've heard some people, and it was probably jokes, but some people were like, "Oh, he's staying behind in the prison, so now the Empire's going to capture him and start 
uh, experimenting him on him and it'll be what eventually turns into Snoke. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about that guy. That's a little bit of a stretch. He's just the same actor. That's all. Like he's just a different character. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I, I buy into that one. I got a laugh out of it, but I'm like, no, that's, that's, that's not what's happening. Here. No, totally, totally not. But it was just so good to like the, the, the moment, I don't know. I don't know why I just sort of had I sort of looked at these two scenes together. And it's one of the things why I've, I've said Andor has just made all of Star Wars better to me for like in the, like across the board. There's so many moments where I'm like this. I feel like this moment and Andor makes this moment better. And one of them was when the, the episode before when they're walking out uh, before the not the episode where they break out, but the episode before where they realize that nobody's getting out. Right. And. Uh, you see uh, Kino, Andy Serkis' character, Kino Loy, like sort of like really freaking out when they're talking to that doctor. And the doctor is like telling him like, yeah, nobody's getting out, man. Like they're just shuffling people around. And you get to see this sort of like true legitimate like fear in their eyes. Yeah. Uh, and it's sort of like I thought about that. And I thought about like, you know, the Empire is using these people to build a weapon. They're using essentially slave prison labor to build a weapon that's sole purpose is to sort of enslave and imprison the galaxy essentially. Cause it's like this weapon should be so powerful that it can destroy planets that you basically have to live under the empire rule. And so I sort of like look at that scene and then go look at the scene in Mandalorian season two, when Moff Gideon is like the fear, like in their eyes is almost identical when Moff Gideon's like there on the floor and he hears there's a Jedi coming and he knows who it is. Right. I mean, he knows it's Luke Skywalker coming. It's just, it's so crazy. It's so good. If you watch those scenes sort of side by side, oh, it's just, it's like, wow. The connections that they're, that they, this show has done is insane. Yeah, because I mean, it was, it was kind of like, Luke was kind of like the one responsible to, he he went on to the Death Star. He took he he took down Darth Vader he, and helped in a way. I mean, he didn't really do much against Palpatine, but like you know, it, it's Luke freaking Skywalker, man. You know, you know. So it's like if you're Grand Moff Gideon and find out some guys, some Jedi's coming. Well, there's only one at that point, so you know, right? It's so you know your game is just over. That's it. Yeah, no, those were yeah. really good scenes, though. I, I, I agree. Um, I, and again, this isn't like too important, but I feel like too with um, when they're on that bridge with the doctor and the, the, the older guy died and the guy's like, you know, he died of a stroke. I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard anyone in Star Wars dying from an actual like. Right, like uh, other medical. than like a laser blast or like or 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 a lightsaber, it's like you never hear people in Star Wars like having like heart attacks or strokes or anything right. like that. So I'm kind of like, yeah, they're 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 really getting into the realism. Uh, yeah, it's like Pad, it's like Padme dies from a broken heart, and you know, yeah, yeah. I, like Shmi. I don't mean kind to of, laugh. It's just right. Yeah, yeah, like Shmi kind of dies, I guess, from like fatigue. You know, I uh, yeah, she was tortured over that course of time, you know, but right. she, was just, she was kind of just giving out, hoping that Anakin would show up. And that's kind of just all she needed to see before she finally just let her. Right. But yeah, it is kind of rare to just have sort of like a natural cause like, oh, somebody died of a stroke or a heart attack, like you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's not like 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 a huge, like big deal or anything. It's just you know what it is. I, I, I don't know if it's me. It's like, you know, like like 
like my mother's a nurse and like I worked in a pharmacy for so long and stuff like that. I, I, I just think being in like that environment, I'm kind of just like, oh, OK, like, you know, I, I don't know. But um, but yeah, I just uh, I just can't wait for season two, man. And I, I just if we find out where Luthen is from, I mean, well, I, honestly, like your opinion, because I really don't know what to think. You think like he's just going to like disappear? Do you think he's going to make it? So like... I, I've I've thought a lot about it. I kind of feel like he's going to die, um, just uh, which is uh, really unfortunate because I've I've really thought about this character and I feel like he would honestly be one. You have a good you have a really good actor portraying him. Uh, two, I feel like he would just be he would fit perfectly into the Mandalorian timeline, which isn't too far away from where we're at right now. It's I mean, not. You know, it's, it's, it's really, it's really it. yeah, they said there's going to be I think they said there's going to be like a six month or one year time difference in between where we're at right now in Andor and then season two. And they said season two ends with like season two of Andor ends like as Rogue One starts. So they said like that's like where like when we see Cassian in the opening of Rogue One and you know he's in like those back alleys doing stuff like that's where this show is supposed to end. So it's supposed to end essentially right where Rogue One picks up, which is right at the, like five minutes before Episode Four. So, <clears throat> so, so if that's um, if that's if that's going to be the way they're going to do it, then you know like we see that Cassian right now is like. Okay, Cassian's obviously a guy willing to take chances and stuff like that, and he's mm -hmm. willing to fight. But where he is left off at the end of season one is not where he is by the time Rogue One starts. So we're gonna right. have to really—I—I I, I mean, I don't know if accelerates yeah. the right word, but like as far as like yeah, his growth there's going be... goes, like you know, yeah, he's there's a lot dirtier in Rogue jump. One. You know, yeah, there's he be kills a that bit... informant right at the beginning, like yeah. no problem. He, he had no problem doing it. Yeah, so I think with the time jump, maybe my guess is he's working with Luthen for about like a year, and that's going to kind of set him on this different path. Um, and they they've said like we're gonna we're going to Yavin in season two. I mean, it's because like Mon Mothma's got to end up like where she's at. Uh, so like I'm really excited to see like what happens with her next season. So yeah, like definitely. that's going to be like crazy interesting. That, I'm definitely convinced that her family is like they're going like they're getting cut yeah like yeah i wouldn't i honestly would not be surprised and i think i think doing stuff like i think like doing it in season two would be fine um like season one i'm really glad they sort of didn't have jedi and sith and stuff like that involved but i think season two in all honesty i think like i i think vader and palpatine should be somewhat in it doesn't I, have to, they don't I, they don't need they don't need major roles but I mean, like, if you have sort of a scene where it's like we just see news getting to them about something, like, I think that would go a long way. Like, maybe news just news getting to them. Maybe we see kind of like one bit of um, yeah, of, yeah. I of mean, Vader like, dealing with the rebellion, or like maybe two minutes, like two to three, two to three minutes of the entire season. But I do feel like they should be in it. Yeah, like don't give it too much time because yeah. no matter no matter what little time we're given of the two, it's going to be very precious and it's definitely still going to mean a lot because, especially with Darth Vader, right? You know how effective Darth Vader can be as a character when it's just like 
for me, I get the same feeling every time I see Darth Vader on the screen. And that feeling right. has just never gone away from me my whole uh, right. life. Like with Rogue One, when we see him on Mustafar, I thought, okay, like I was convinced that's all we were getting. Right. And I was like, I'm okay with this. I'm more than okay with this. This was, this was, this was great. I thought to myself, and uh, we got that that bonus at the end, you know, and it it, it was great. It, I just again, I feel like it was something that we just weren't worthy of, but we but we got it, and I'm and I'm just so grateful for it. So if we just got like a little, just a little snippet in uh, season two, that that would be great. We could even get like a thing. What if, what if Palpatine addresses the the Senate for? For some reason, I think that could be like pretty good. Uh, you, you know, like he's, you know, you he's hearing more talks about these mm-hmm. uprisings and he's kind of kind of try to give a morale boost for everybody to pledge their allegiance more to stay with the empire, you know, and like quell this little resistance as he might put it basically, you know, because because he's Palpatine, you know, he's yeah, he's not afraid. Yeah, I mean, we saw Wolf Yularen in season one i mean that was like oh that was kind of a cool uh drop he's the um i don't know if you're super familiar with that character he's in rebels and clone wars um and he was he was there he's the guy who comes in once once the attack on aldani goes through and he's like hey palpatine's heard about this oh yeah yeah no i i i know you're talking about now yeah no for sure and you know also too another thing going back into luthan real quick as well again like i've you know we've been saying like this is a guy that been around that knows people too how do you think he got his hand in uh this isb informant as well you know like what like 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 this is isb we're talking about here like these guys are the real deal and he's he has to have something on that guy because the guy tries to back out and he's like i have a family now and he's like i don't care he's like we swore we swore oaths and so it's like he has to have something on this guy beyond him starting a family because that you know, seems like this is like new stuff. So it's like, man, what's he got on that guy that he could use use against him? It's 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 crazy. So okay, so um, I guess you know we kind of covered a good a good a good bit of it. So I guess like, what do you what, what what's your your favorite? I guess we have to pick like your your favorite moment or favorite episode of Andor. What what would it be? Favorite episode is hard because I you know yeah, it's just for me every single one just like. I enjoyed every episode thoroughly. Every every single one just got better and better. I mean, if I had to pick, you know, maybe the last one, maybe the last one. Uh, uh, but um, my favorite moment, though, was definitely um, Luthen talking with the ISB agent on the bridge. Yeah, that was definitely my favorite scene ever of of the whole of of the show. Next to Next to the prison break, maybe. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that, that's 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 where I'm at too. I just I loved Andy Circus's character and the one way out, and uh, it was it was so good. And then we finished with Luthen's. Like I have that as like that episode is some of the best moments of like all of Star Wars. I mean the whole thing. I mean it's it was just it was it was so uh, it was absolutely so phenomenal. So okay, um, well that kind of t- uh, does it a little bit for our Andor talk, but uh, I guess maybe we'll kind of finish up here. And you, you, um, just a little bit of Star Wars news. We're gonna get some. We're gonna get a trailer this Thursday of Jedi Fallen Order Two, Jedi Survivor. Oh, I didn't know this actually. Oh man. Yeah, it's coming out in March, and they're releasing a book that's gonna go along with it. Oh, nice. Uh, 
Yeah, and then Bad Batch season two is coming January second. I did watch me- Bad Batch and I did enjoy it. Actually, it was good. It's yeah, one it- show. It was good. It was good. So okay, well let me let's dive into our you know, so you have so you have Andor above you have Andor as your number one. Yeah, yeah. So and I'm I guess I haven't really talked to you like you know, like like this about what you thought about the other shows, like uh Boba Fett and 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 Kenobi. Well, you know, so Kenobi, I just watching Kenobi it's it, it's like it it amplifies episode four more so for me. Like, like, how do I put this? Like, when Obi-Wan goes onto the Death Star in Episode 4, and he faces Vader, you know, he's not taken aback by Vader when he sees him. He's not distraught over the appearance of, of Darth Vader. And we're led to believe this is the first time he's seen Vader in a very, very long time. And he's... At, but he's Absolutely not hindered by this point of seeing him whatsoever. And, you know, Vader walks up to him and he's like, I've been waiting for you, Obi-Wan. Like, you know, like when I left you, I was a learner. And he's like, now I'm the master. And that that cocky arrogance that he's always had as Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan just like without skipping a beat, without blinking an eye, just says, only a master of evil, Darth, and just he's the first one to go for the strike. You know, it's it's Obi Wan, and it wasn't until I watched Kenobi that I'm like, it all makes so much more sense to me now because he's past this now. He's already he's already accepted that Anakin is Darth because of of, of how. Kenobi leaves him at the end of the show, Kenobi. And that's why. So you, that, 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 that was one, that was probably like the biggest thing for me uh, watching that show, because just that, that, that star scene in episode four is just, is just one of my favorites. Like Obi-Wan is just so calm and one with, with the moment. And, he knows what's going to happen. He knows what the end game is going to be. And he's so okay with it because he's coped through it all at this point after that last excursion they had, you know? So I, I don't know if other people saw it that way. That's certainly the way I saw it. That's certainly the way my, I talked to both of my, my brothers who were huge star Wars fans. That's the way they saw it. And we were all able to see that like, independently without feeding like piggybacking off of one another i so i feel like there's gotta be other people i hope that would uh that would that would see it that way i i loved it kind of even adds to leia's reaction when she finds out that obi obi-wan's on the death star with them when luke tells her that he's here with him she's like she's like up on her feet like like she knows this guy you know, so so it adds to that. I I think even uh, a little bit, um, and and just uh, again for for me, Obi One was like wasn't an action show, wasn't an, an adventure. It was a drama for me, and you see the the emotional turmoil and and all and all the stuff that comes with that, and I I think that's just. And, and in the beginning, we see Obi-Wan very broken and disillusioned 
by everything, which is something I never thought we would see or something I never even began to think about with a character like Obi-Wan. So, yeah. so, so, and, and it only just goes to show you, it's like, yeah, Obi-Wan was this Jedi Knight for the, for the order, for the new Republic, I mean, for the uh, Republic and everything. But um, at, at the end of the day, he's, he's a man and he's, he's human, like, like everybody in, in real life, you know, you, you, some, some stuff just scars you and it puts you in a, in a bad place. And that's what, what it did for him. And uh, yeah. I love that the show ex- explored all, all that. So then, so what? Okay, so then, yeah. So then, what do you, you think of Boba Fett? Well, Boba Fett, I just thought was so. You know, it was fun seeing how he kind of put himself, you know, back together after the mishap with the Sarlacc. His connection to these Tuscan Raiders that he felt a kinship with after um, a while. I just thought it was overall a very fun show. I just think my my only complaint is, and it's not even really a complaint at the show. It's more a complaint at well, to be fair. A, a lot of people do this. A lot of people just misrepresent what the show really or the movie is right. at this point. And I wasn't pissed. I wasn't going to like go on the internet and cry about it or, right. or, or anything like that. I'm just like, this was really good. But I mean, this really could have just been the next season uh, of Mando. That That's kind of like how I said it to myself. But I, I, I loved the new edition of the new Boba costume. And I like how it was able to further the vehicle of of Mandalorian, you know, overall, you know, I think, I think, um, Mandalorian itself does a bit better at pulling on, tugging on your emotions and your thoughts. But this was just like, this is just kind of like the fun action show I, I, I needed right yeah. here. So that, that's kind of where I am with Boba Fett. Yeah. I, the way I, the way I kind of felt about both of those shows, um, was I and I have Boba Fett ranked. I sort of have like Boba Fett and Kenobi, or I have pretty close, but I, again, I have a gap. There's definitely a gap between like there's Mandor, there's Mando and Andor, and then there's like a gap, and then there's Boba Fett and and um uh, and Kenobi. It's kind of, I guess, like I don't know, I kind of have like little mixed feelings about both. Like Boba Fett was good, but the pacing was just weird. It was like, um, you're going back and forth between these two timelines, which is fine. But then you get to like an entire episode of Mandalorian. Then you cut to like half an episode of the Mandalorian and like Luke and Ahsoka are there. And then we go back to Boba Fett and we introduce Cad Bane as the villain. So like people who like don't know who Cad Bane is are like, who's this guy and why is he important? They didn't even like talk about it. And so like, it's all good. Right. But it's just like, it just, as a, as a finished product it's like i don't know yeah it's like eating it's like eating yeah, ice cream and mashed, it's like it's like eating ice cream points, and mashed potatoes it's like they're both good just not together right you know? right it's like no, sure it's, it's, it's kind of weird and then the kenobi for me i felt like the highs of kenobi are some of the highest highs in all of star wars but then like sometimes in kenobi it was just like man i just i felt like maybe a different team had worked on it i would have liked it more like the the first fight they had it just felt weird i don't know it felt like they're in this construction yard and I don't know. It's just when he first uh, runs away from him. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, there was just some of the, like some moments, but then like the back half of Kenobi is awesome. When like Darth Vader is there with Reva and he's fighting her and he just like rips that ship right out of the sky, you know, star killer style. Yeah. It was freaking awesome. Yeah. And then the yeah. fight, the, their, their second fight is just absolutely insane. It's just uh, so good. But then, you know, there were some other kind of things in there, there that I felt just like, like the the scene with Hayden and 
Ewan McGregor fighting when it's supposed to be episode two, and they like didn't use the de aging technology on like hey, it just like I think it they kind did of, the best they could. Like Hayden yeah, is saying, like, he's aged well. He's wage, He's aged yeah. well. But you, you know, if you really pay attention to it, you could you could see. Right. It. But I was willing to be like, I'm gonna. Oh no, definitely. Gonna, oh, it was. Let, it was. Yeah. yeah, it was still awesome. Yeah, but it was just kind of like uh, I don't know. It's just like Obi Wan looked as young because he had like you know the hair and stuff, but it was just kind of I don't know. It just kind of yeah, I I, I yeah, it Obi-Wan felt weird to me. Pretty older right. than Hayden anyway, so right. it, it's kind of like yeah. well, what's the difference really? Well, yeah, you know? but uh, but obviously their their last fight is so freaking awesome. It's yeah, it's so, great. And it, it's there's a lot so of emotion good. and uh, yeah, grit um you, you know in there and it's it, it's like you know obi-wan's and it's great because obi-wan's still kind of wrestling with it at that point until finally till that end when he cuts yeah. the mask and he's like all right like he doesn't call a mannequin he calls him darth just like how he says to him on the death star basically yeah. he's, he's just he's he's fully accepted it now as much as he as he doesn't want to um and I and I also want to say too I I I uh, going back to uh, Boba Fett I I like I like that you did address that thing about the pacing and everything and I and I should have yeah. mentioned too there was a point where I was like can we stop with the flashbacks at this point yeah it was just so weird but like but I still enjoyed it for what it was though right yeah oh yeah absolutely like the flashbacks would have been the flashbacks like it's okay because a lot of shows do that or movies or whatever like but that has to be sort of like the whole story the right. problem then is like when you're like okay now we're done with flashbacks and then we're gonna cut to Mandalorian and then we're gonna go to Luke and then we're gonna tr- and bring in Cad Bane and then we're, it's like it was too much. It was just like, yeah, hey, this is just, it's too. It's, it's like it's, Spider-Man it, three right there. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Like there's, there's too much going on here. It's too, And so, it, but again, sort of as like just standalone at moments as some of the coolest moments, you know, and also Boba Fett rides a freaking Rancor. It was awesome. Like, yeah. And then Mando's there and he's got the dark saber and his fight with the dark saber was so cool. Then he gets the Naboo starfighter ship and like, it was all, it was all great. I like what they did with that yeah. Naboo Starfighter. My uh, my favorite thing with Star Wars is always the ships. So to see a, a a spin on that, you know, a classic from Episode One, like that's great. I, yeah. I I enjoyed that thoroughly. Yeah. Well. Anyway, I'm love. Yeah, I'm loving. I'm loving all the live action Star Wars stuff. I can't wait for more. Season three of Mandalorian's coming out uh, March. I think they just announced. Okay. So yeah. So we're gonna be getting that soon. Bad Batch here shortly to tide us over, and then of course, man, and Andor was just an absolute. Banger, uh, easiest you know, easiest way to to describe it. So awesome, awesome. So Adam, hey man, thank you so much for joining me. I love talking Star Wars with man. Always, always, always fun time. And uh, Adam and I have talked a lot about a lot of other stuff. I have a video game podcast, Box Trick. You can go check out. We've done a ton of episodes over there covering like Resident Evil and Star Wars. We did some episodes on some Star Wars video games and all, all kinds of stuff. So you can certainly go check that out. So I know you're taking a break from social media, Adam. Where can people find you when you, you know when you do decide to come back? When I decide some, to take somehow, my back, yeah, like you know, somehow I, he's returned to social yeah, media. If I, you know, like like Palpatine in episode episode nine. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be, uh, uh, same plug I've been using lately. Uh, I forget if I left it off at that guy, Adam, or that guy, Adam 12 is an old, old nickname people used to call him. But anyway, um, it'll be, it'll be possibly, you know, one of those once I'm 
feel like I'm ready to dive back to the... It can be taxing, man. Yeah, it's just like, it's like reading the news. Sometimes you just got to mm-hmm. take a step away a little for, yeah. for a little bit. So, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, nothing wrong with taking a sabbatical from social media. So awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much, guys. You can always find me anywhere on the Internet at Super Games Bros. Of course, any of our other handles here, Hyperspace Hangout, YouTube, TikTok, all that stuff. Appreciate it. So with that, guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dust and crops.